answer me? Second, or will he answer Jesus first? He looks at me through Christ. Praise the Lord. It's indeed a great day to be alive. My name is Yang Okuchiang. I'm so glad and thankful to be able to come into your space at this time. Praise God. And uh, today we're going to be having a wonderful time, of course, picking up from where we left off the last time. But before we get into that, I want to say, you know, I believe uh, you were blessed by what we uh, shared the last time. Of course, I've heard, I got some input from uh, some people who told me how blessed they were. And I encourage you to listen to these messages again. Because I know you will be richly blessed. And one of the ways to really internalize and really imbibe this message is to share it with somebody else. You know, you can send the link to them or, or sorry, send the message to them, you know, the way you got it. Or in turn, you can share with people by ministering it to them. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So we're going to be continuing today from where we left off the last time. And of course, uh, our title is, Will You Believe the Report? Will You Believe the Report? Uh, you know, we're going to be uh, uh, having the second installment today. And I trust you're ready to believe, you're ready to receive. And I encourage you to grab a hold of your Bible and be ready to take some notes. Hallelujah. If you're in a place where you can't take notes, you know, make a note of some things and you can get back to. Uh, make a mental note so you can get back to uh, uh, some of the things that really ministered to you. Hallelujah. So before we look into this, let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity once again to come into, come to share the word with your people. And I trust you, Lord, this is such a vital, vital, important thing to bring a, a, a truth to your people. And Father, anoint our ears to hear. Anoint me to minister as I ought to minister to bring truth, to set the people free and accomplish your purpose. And Father, Lord, we apply ourselves in the blood of Jesus and at the same time, we robe ourselves with the righteousness of God that is in Christ. We thank you, Lord, for making today a wonderful time and blessing your people, blessing all the listeners powerfully to produce results in their lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen. So once again, of course, I'm going to be picking up from where we left off the last time. And of course, like the title we you we chose, which tells us, will you believe the report? So this is our part two of that. And I'm going to be reading from Isaiah 53, where we began the last time. And of course, it begins there by saying, who has believed our report? See, this is a rhetorical question. What's a rhetorical question here? It doesn't really demand an answer because the answer is contained in the questions or questions. Who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed or to whom the arm of the Lord has been revealed? So the answer is contained in the question. And what's the answer? Well, first of all, let's look again at the, at the question. Who has believed our report? What's the report? The gospel. What God has done for us in Christ by his death, burial, and resurrection. And what's the arm of the Lord? That's the power of God. You know, the demonstration of God. Well, the power of God is revealed to those who believe the report. So if you don't believe the report, what happens? You will, you will not experience the power of God. So that's exactly what he's telling us. And of course, we came over here to verse 3, and I'll read it here as it is. In, uh, I'm reading from the New King James, and I'm sure a number of Bibles carry it this way. It says, He is despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Now, I want to zero on something here. 
as we're looking at the last time, we have some two key words here. For right here in verse 3 says, here, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Now, those two words, sorrows and grief. So we have the words Marco, uh, uh, Koli and Marco. Hallelujah. So the word grief there, hallelujah, is the word Makob. And then we have the word sorrows to mean pain. Now, that's what we said the literal Hebrew word means. In the literal Hebrew, we have these two words, Koli, which is, trans- which is translated here as grief. And then we have the word uh, 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 Makob, which is transfer- trans- translated as sorrows. But we said... In other portions of scripture, in fact, I'll have us take a look here at Deuteronomy 28. Follow me here. Deuteronomy 28, verse 61. See, those same words are used exactly in different places. And I, of course, I, I mentioned uh, in, in the last uh, uh, segment, in the last uh, uh, installment, I mentioned different places in the Bible where we have these words, same words used, but we have the words, not griefs or sorrows used, but the words sickness, disease, and pain. For example, here in Deuteronomy 28, verse 61, it says, also every sickness. Now, the word sickness here is the word makob, hallelujah, which is the word transfer for griefs, as we have in Isaiah 53. Also, every sickness and every plague which is not written in this book of the law will the Lord bring upon you until you are destroyed. The same word appears, you, you find it right there in Second Kings 1 and 2, translated, it is coldly in the Hebrew, but it's actually translated sickness or disease, as we have. And then, of course, in Job 14.22, we come here to Job 14.22, we have the word makol there, and it's translated, you know, as we said, it's translated pain, verse 22, which is the last verse. It says there, but his flesh will be in pain. That's the word makol over it. His, his flesh will be in pain over it, and his soul will mourn over it. But we see in Isaiah, it's translated, like we said, we just read Isaiah uh, 53 there, verse three and four, those words are not translated as sickness or disease. They are translated griefs and sorrows. And we're saying, you see, griefs and sorrows, those words do not communicate exactly what the scriptures intended us to get. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible tells us to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, I want to come here to uh, some translations here. Dr. Young, who is an authority in Bible translation, in Isaiah 53, his translation reads from verse 3, he is despised and left of men, a man of pains, hallelujah, Macob, and acquainted with sickness, Coley. And as one hiding the face from us, he is despised and we esteemed him not. Surely our sickness, that is coldly there, he had borne, and our pains, that Macob, he had carried them. And we, we have esteemed him plagued, smitten of God, and afflicted. Verse 5, he spears for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is on him, and by his bruise, his bruise there is healing for us. 
All of us, like sheep, have wandered, each of his own, each to his own way. We have turned, and Jehovah had caused to meet on him the punishment of us all. That's verse 6. Now verse 10 in his own translation says, and Jehovah had delighted to bruise him. He had made him sick. The word there, verse 10, holy once again, and his soul doth make an offering for guilt. He seared his seed. He prolonged his days. With transgressors he has numbered, and he, the sin of many, had borne. And for transgressors he interceded. See, Dr. Young, who is a, you know, a, a scholar, a, a, you know, a scholar who has done translation, this is the way he's rendered Isaiah 53 in his translation. Now, also Dr. Isaac Lesser, who is an able translator of the Hebrew, his five, his Jewish, his uh, uh, authority on Hebrew translation is Hebrew himself. And of course, we got our Bible from the Hebrew, uh, uh, from, the, from the Hebrews. Look here, in his own translation in verse 3, he says, he has despised and shunned, he was despised and shunned of men, a man of pains and acquainted with disease. But only a disease, verse 4, he bare himself, and our pains he carried. Verse 5, and through his bruises was killing granted to us. But the Lord was pleased to crush him through disease. Hallelujah. Now you see here, these are able Bible translators, and look at the way they translated it. Praise the name of the Lord. What are we saying here? Jesus, when he went to the cross, he took our place vicariously, substitutionally, bore the punishment of our pain, sickness, and disease. At the same time, when he was paying the penalty for sin, remember we said, if there was no sin, there would have been no sickness or disease. So sin and sick, uh, so sin is the parent or a parent of sickness and disease. So whatever would fix the sin problem would also have to fix the sickness and disease problem and the pain problem. Hallelujah. Now, having said that, if you're really still not really clear, or maybe you're still kind of foggy in your mind about what we just said, well, let's come over to the book of Matthew. As a matter of fact, I'm sure you do realize if you're a good uh, uh, scholar of the Bible, you've got in different books, in fact, in every book of the New Testament, you've got some quotation from the Old Testament. Isn't that something? Well, the Holy Ghost had it that way. Now, looking here at Matthew 8 from verse 16, look at what it says here. Now, the Holy Ghost is the author of the scriptures. And the Holy Ghost has moved on Matthew, who was one of the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, to write his own account of the ministry of Jesus and all that transpired and the things Jesus said and did. Now, in verse 16, from verse 16, it says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. He cast out the spirit with, with his word and healed all. I like that aspect. He healed all. Remember, Jesus paid the price for all. Hallelujah. He healed all who were sick. Well, why did he heal all who were sick? Not some, not most of them. All. Verse 17. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying... He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Hallelujah. You see, according to the Holy Ghost, through Matthew, quoting Isaiah, he doesn't quote and put sorrows and griefs. But look at the way the Holy Ghost had him quote it. He himself took our infirmities 
and bore our sicknesses. Infirmities, sicknesses, all refer to the same thing. Hallelujah. Isn't that something? That's what I'm saying. Even if you don't believe what the exegesis we were trying to go through, well, this is the New Testament. This is the Holy Ghost speaking here. And look at the way the Holy Ghost had Matthew quote this. This is the Holy Ghost commentary on Isaiah 53. Hallelujah. So what are we saying here? By the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus on the cross, he took that punishment, the pain, and the death, not in fellowship, or partnership or sharing with us no but our as our substitution he took it vicariously in our place and bore the load and the gravity of that punishment by which to discharge us from whatever the penalties were for sin hallelujah praise the name of the lord i trust you get that you know what was he saying sickness has no right to be on your body Sickness and disease have no right. You know, somebody, you probably you're married. You have a certificate that you're married. Will you accept it if some man or woman showed up to take your wife from you or to take your husband from you? Oh, no, you resist. That's exactly what we need to do where sickness and disease is concerned. Now, I want to come here. I want to bring us to something here, which is so powerful. Let's get back here to Isaiah 53. Because I want to bring us something which should be quite enlightening. Well, as we read there in verse 3, this is it. He's despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, like we said, a man of pains, and acquainted with sickness or disease. We hid that is where our faces from him. He is despised and we esteemed him not. Then he said in verse 4, he has borne our griefs. The word born there is a Levitical word. It carries the meaning and denotes carrying the Lord away to a distance so he has borne our graves and carried so we have the word you know nasa and uh, these are levitical words that we have concerning this the word nasa hallelujah and uh, sabah so these words are levitical words now was he carried the pain the punishment of it in our place substitutionally and took the punishment away from us and the consequences of it. But listen, so surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, or borne our sickness and disease and carried our pains. We are still stricken, smitten by God. So this is not talking about what the Roman soldiers did to Jesus. This is talking about what God did to him. So when Jesus was dying on the cross, He wasn't just dying of physical pain with physical punishment and turmoil and anguish. That was bad enough. But beyond that, right in the realm of the spirit, there was spiritual burden that he was carrying. The spiritual burden of sin, of sickness, of disease, and everything the devil would do for us. Or uh, or the devil had, uh, you know, had done to us and what Adam had done to bring up, to bring on us the punishment of sin. We come again also to verse 10 here, follow me. He said, yet, listen now, it pleased God. Think about it. His only begotten son. The Bible says it pleased God to bruise him. He has put his soul to grief, sickness and disease. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed and he shall prolong his days. You and I are those seed. Hallelujah. Prolong his days. That's talking about his resurrection. 
and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Now, see, this is not talking about what the Roman soldiers did to him. See, this is what God did to him spiritually. In fact, when you go to uh, Mark chapter 14, you, Mark chapter 14 kind of gives us a little insight into what was happening there. Don't forget, Jesus was crucified with some thieves. And you understand, as we come here to Mark 14, so from when we read here, uh, as we read here in uh, Mark 14, as, as I'm trying to, as we're going to be seeing here, Mark 14. Now, yes, I think uh, we're right here. And uh, yes, sorry, I'm saying Mark 14. I'm, I'm, forgive me there. Mark 15, I'm sorry. Mark 15. So right here in Mark 15, verse 42. Where to when evening had come, because it was the preparation day, that is the day before the Sabbath. Now, crucifixion was a, a slow kind of death the, the Romans instituted. In other words, to punish criminals and to also send a strong lesson to other potential criminals or anyone who was a dissident. That was the kind of death they did. It was a slow, painful, slow, slow death that usually would take three days. Now, remember, as you come to see here, Jesus had died Yet the criminals were still alive. What? Well, well, I mean, what happened? As we come to see here, verse 43, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent council member, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, coming and talking and taking courage, went into Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Now, verse 44, Pilate marveled. You know, Pilate is shocked, surprised. In fact, I think one translation I was studying one time says, Pilate was marveled and astonished. That, ah, why was he astonished? That he was already dead. In fact, he asked, uh, the New Century Translation, I think one of them says, one of those translations says, he was wondering, is he already dead? See, this is the same day Jesus was crucified. Why is he wondering that? Because it normally would take three days. But look here, within a few hours of Jesus being crucified, he was dead. Why was he dead? Because he wasn't just facing or carrying a, a physical pain or burden. It was this. He was smitten by God and afflicted. Jesus, for all believers today, has taken away the sting of death, of sickness and of disease. Hallelujah. Even though believers may go through, you know, punishment of, uh, of uh, uh, persecution and all of that, Jesus took away all of that from us today. Hallelujah. Took away that sting of it. Hallelujah. Has conquered death for everyone. Now, so Jesus went through this. Hallelujah. Why? Bible says it pleased God to bruise him. So we're looking at what God did to his son. Jesus satisfied the claims of justice and by it discharged us from every consequence or penalties of justice that Adam committed or we have ever committed in our lives or will ever commit. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Once again, let me say, sickness and disease do not have a right to your body or to anyone in your family. You stand and resist it. It's your right. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, I want to come to there are quite a lot of things I could go in here, but I'm going to be touching on a few things here which I really, really want us to latch on to. Now, if you come here to 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20, 
Second Chronicles, uh, Corinthians 1 verse 20. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen to the glory of God through us. What's it saying? See, remember we just read there in Matthew 8. When the evening had come, evening had come, they brought to him the ones who were sick. Jesus healed all. Why did he heal all? To make the point why himself had himself had borne our sicknesses and our infirmities. That's why he healed all. What's this verse telling us? Every Jesus, everybody who got healed during the ministry of Jesus, got healed based on what Jesus was going to do on Calvary. Everybody who was blessed in the Old Testament, the children of Israel, every one of them, were healed based on what Jesus was going to do at the cross. So that's why Isaiah, in you know, referring to that scripture, said, by his stripes, we are all healed. But when we come to uh, uh, 1 Peter 2.24, 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes, we were, hallelujah, looking back at Calvary. All the promises of God, whether it's healing or financial deliverance from bondage or deliverance from oppression, whatever it is, family issues, the blessing and every promise of God, the basis and the foundation for it, for God blessing anybody, is because of what Jesus did at Calvary. All the blessings of God. In fact, First uh, 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 Peter 2.24 says, By his stripes we were healed. Now, let me read uh, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 1.20 from a different translation. So we can, you know, I, I really like some of these translations. The new uh, 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 century translation, verse 20 says, the year, it says, the yes to all of God's promises is in Christ. And through Christ, we say yes to the glory of God. The Amplified, Classic Amplified says here, it says, For as many as are the promises of God, they, are all, they, they all find their yes, in other words, their answer, in Him, in Christ. See, every promise of God is yes to us. If you need any of those promises, they belong to all of you, belong to all of us. God has already said yes to you where your health is concerned. He said yes to you where your children are concerned. Hallelujah. And some child going wayward, God has said yes in the name of Jesus. That child will come home. You have, a, you have grounds to stand on it. Some husband or spouse that is philandering or not being faithful and all that, you have, you, Jesus has said yes to you. Hallelujah. In praying, hallelujah, to break the hand of the bondage of the, of the enemy in your family, in your household. Your business is not doing well. Uh, you know, economy is hard and all kinds of things like that. Jesus is saying, he said yes to you, hallelujah, concerning that issue. All the promises you have in the scriptures of healing, of deliverance, of provision, whatever they may be, hallelujah. You know, whatever concerns you may have, Jesus has said yes to you because of his death, burial, and resurrection. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Dear friend, I trust you will believe this report of the Lord. This is your testimony. So what's your testimony? You were in Christ. When he died, you died. When he was buried, you were buried with him. And when he was raised from the dead, you've been raised from the dead and seated with him 
positionally at the right hand of the Father, you're already in favor with God. You don't have to do anything to be in favor with God. We have the favor of Jesus. Hallelujah. And on that basis, we can come in his name and by his blood, clothed in his righteousness. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I really, really trust that you believe and accept this message today. And what's it telling us? Who, will believe, who has believed our report? Will you believe that report about what God has done for you? So you have a choice to either believe it or not believe it or not believe it. If you believe it, you will see the glory of God and see the hand of God in your life, in your business, in everything that you do. With sickness and disease, sickness does not have a right to your body. You are the healed. Even if you have sickness on you or disease on you right now, you are the healed. The enemy is trying to put sickness on you to take you out. That's what his intention is. You are the healed. And you refuse that sickness. You point here and say, hey, 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 enemy, he said, take your hands off of me. Take your hands off of my children and my loved ones and my affairs. You've got no right. Jesus bore this for me. He bore this away from me and my family to the glory of God. Dear friend, let me pray with you. In the name of Jesus, I command and discharge you of every attack of sickness or disease or anything of Satan. Jesus awarded you the victory and we claim victory for you and say victory is yours today, right now. It belongs to you and your household. You stand and claim it. It's not going to fall on you automatically. You stand and claim it. Hallelujah. Because it's your gospel right. It's your redemptive right. It is yours eternally. Take it and enforce it. And the devil will have no, no, no place but to flee from you. In Jesus' name. Till next time, please like to hear from you. And do share this message. Let's know how it's blessing you. Share this message. To the glory of God. Amen. Blessings. It's indeed a great day to be alive.